Hello, and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mister, the podcast uh, for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I'm your host, Hillary Michelle Post, and I'm joined once again by my sister, Lacey. Hi, Lacey. What up, Detroit? <laughs> I don't know. I'm... <laughs> uh, today, we will be talking about the 2010 musical Burlesque, starring Christina Aguilera and Cher. And uh, this film, despite being a lot more contemporary than a lot of the films we talk about on the show, has already kind of solidified its spot as a campy cult classic. And uh, what's queerer than a bunch of beautiful half-naked ladies being bossed around by Cher? Right? True. True. So tell us, Lacey, what are your overall thoughts on the film burlesque? Well, this is one of the few ones you didn't have to, or I didn't have to rent, so... I love it. And I thought it was, you said it was contemporary. And I was like, well, that's a good word. Because I did think it was kind of different for what you usually do, but the share. So, I mean. Yeah, totally. But I love it. I I have my complaints. Every time I go to write notes, I'm like, I'm going to be really thoughtful with this movie and I'm going to have a lot to say. I It's usually a roast. Basically what I write is like, ha ha. But, you know, it, there's a lot of things about this movie that I, I've watched it probably three times since we discussed watching it. Oh, really? That's impressive, because this movie is long as balls. It is with commercials. It's it's over two hours long without commercials. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why I only watch it, like, I get through half of it, and then I come back to it. <laughs> um, I enjoy burlesque. It's, to me, it's so bad, it's good. Yes. Um, Listeners might notice, as we get into the plot, that at a very base level, it is very similar to the movie Cabaret. Um, minus the Nazis, the wit, <laughs> the talent, and pretty much minus everything, <laughs> everything that makes <laughs> Cabaret good. <laughs> pretty much. Have you ever seen Cabaret? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Nobody has. None of my friends have. Every, I asked them that, like... Every few years, having forgotten that they're uncultured swine, and they're like, "No, of course not, Hillary." <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the gay bars. I watched it whether I wanted to or not. That's fair. <laughs> um, you know, that being said, it's not lacking in entertainment value. Burlesque, that is. Um, it has some great musical numbers, some hilariously bad dialogue, Oof. and um, as I mentioned before, a bunch of half-naked hot girls. I don't think you're going to find an uggo at all in the movie. Mm -mm, no. It just doesn't account for talent, really. <laughs> I, that's the thing, too. I think everyone in it is okay. I just think the script is bad. Yeah, fair. I even I saw, while I was doing research, I saw an interview with um, Cher where she was like, oh, the director was terrible. The director was a complete schmuck, and the script <laughs> was terrible. And she's like, and the movie was too long. She's like, if it had been shorter, it could have like eked by as like a good popcorn movie, but it's just bad. I'm like, oh, Cher! <laughs> this is your promo. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first movie she had done in like seven years up at that point. She had done that cameo and stuck on me or stuck by you or stuck. You know what I'm talking about? The conjoined twin movie. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was in 2003. That was the last movie she was in until this in 2010. Oh, wow. she's been since. She was in Mamma Mia too since this, but yeah. I've never watched either one. Of Mamma Mia's? No. 
They, I've no, I haven't watched the second one yet. The first one is so bad, it's good. Because it's a bunch of super talented people, but not people that can sing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, like, the women are okay, but the men, oof. Like, but I guess as long as that's evenly distributed, it would be okay. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hear Pierce Brosnan sing. That's not... <laughs> Do you like ABBA? You have to like ABBA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Then, yeah, you should watch them. They're good. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, Boylesque. <laughs> the movie we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, so the film begins with our main character, Allie, played by Christina Aguilera, quitting her job at a bar in a small town in Iowa. And she takes the back pay that her boss owes her from the register, closes the bar, and sings um, Something's Got a Hold on Me over the opening credits. You know, just to establish that she's a singer, just in case anyone watching like lived under a rock and doesn't know. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's her whole thing. <laughs> um, under these Midwestern was... bangs, there is some talent. <laughs> she buys a one-way ticket to LA and begins looking for a job, particularly something in performance, but gets repeatedly rejected. Um and we get all this information via a montage. This movie's just like a series of montages set over musical numbers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, she keeps getting rejected from all these jobs. And the one evening, she stumbles upon a burlesque lounge, creatively named Burlesque Lounge. And she watches Enraptured while the dancers and the owner of the club, Tess, played by Cher, perform the introductory number welcome to burlesque and here's where the cabaret motifs start so first off there's alan cumming playing the doorman alexis and he's absolutely wasted in this bit part i don't know why they would do this um and of course cumming famously portrayed the mc in the really popular cabaret revival in the 90s then the choreography itself is nearly identical to Fosse's choreography from Cabaret. And even the set, it, with its use of mirrors and the moving bandstand, are exactly pulled from the movie. So it's very clearly an homage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cher as Tess is the best part of the whole film. Like, mm. she, she, with what she has to work with, she does great, I think. I just want to um, drink her bath water. <laughs> it would probably give you magical powers she's ethereal and I read that a lot of Tess's costumes were actually from Cher's own wardrobe that makes sense yeah um, Allie goes up to the bar and meets the bartender Jack <laughs> and what's Jack's actor's name Lacey Cam Gigande. Gigande. <laughs> Lacey texted me yesterday and was like, I want you to say this word. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea how you say that word. What is that word? She's like, it's the name of one of the actors from the fucking movie we're talking about. I was like, oh, <laughs> we have that guy. I was like, yeah, I just, I didn't even put his name in my notes because I was like, I don't know how to say that. So. <laughs> But at least he did research like a good person. And <laughs> he's really he's really cute. Has he been in anything else that I know about? 
uh, I didn't even look because usually it triggers at least something in my brain when I see somebody I've seen before and I knew I hadn't. But I mean, he looks like fan fucking tastic in eyeliner. Yeah, don't does. get me wrong, and I want to watch him like dance around in my panties. But I, oh, he was the he was the bad vampire in Twilight. He was James. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't know. He had he like a bad ponytail. He couldn't create chemistry in a beaker if Bill Nye directed the film. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Christina Aguilera in this movie because she doesn't definitely do bad. Like you said, they don't have a lot to work with. Yeah, I don't know, and it's it's not her fault. It's Allie as a character. I don't really like Allie. Like there's characters in here I'm not supposed to like that I do, and then characters I'm supposed to like that I don't. It's just. My cat just walked across my keyboard and fucked everything up. (laughs) 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 You fucking monster. How did you even do that? Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Hold. (laughs) We're we're winging it today, folks. (laughs) God damn it. Christ on a bike. There we go. Woohoo, I fixed it. Okay, anyway, so Jack. Allie goes to the bar and meets the bartender, Jack. And asks how she can get a job there. And so he sends her backstage and tells her to talk to Tess. So Allie goes backstage and pesters Tess, who just brushes her off. And um, she's escorted out by Sean, played by Stanley Tucci. Um, Lacey, I have a very important question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci, smash or pass? Oh, smash it, put on a wig, pretend like I'm somebody else, and smash it again. (laughs) That is the correct answer. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Stanley Tucci. Love, love, love. I forced our mom to watch Julie and Julia the other day, and I realized while watching it, like, 80% of while that movie is Stanley Tucci. Yeah, yeah. He's the best in everything. Um, he's kind of playing the same character in this that he does in Devil Wears Prada, but I'm not mad at it. Nah, yeah. So, on her way out of the backstage area, Allie bumps into one of the performers, Nikki, played by Kristen Bell. And Nikki is a bitch and a lush and tells Allie to bring her a martini. But Allie makes a snide comment uh, to her and leaves oh i want to do it do the line with me ready you're just so damn beautiful that no one would ever know no what that you're a dude (laughs) (laughs) that's what i don't that's the alley thing that doesn't align with me there's a little piece of her that's like this real badass bitch and she's always got the right thing to say back and she can stand up to test when she needs to Mm -hmm. but then the rest of the time she's just like Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, there's something about Christina Aguilera too, like something about her presence and her beauty that, like, you just don't buy her as like I'm from Iowa. Yeah, I don't know how to put on makeup. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you never need to because you're gorgeous because you're Christina <laughs> Aguilera. Um. But Nikki is one of those examples of someone I'm not supposed to like, but I do. <laughs> I just love Kristen I Bell it. a lot. <laughs> I, <knew it. laughs> I like her. 
she's like, give me a, a martini. And she's like, she doesn't work here. And she's like, then I guess she's not busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie doesn't take no as an answer. And she goes back to the bar and just starts waiting tables. Just picks up a tray and just starts waiting tables. Um, and I guess Tess appreciates the initiative and she lets her stay on as a waitress. Then the next night, the dancers, led by Georgia, played by Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars, um, lip sync and dance to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Nikki arrives late for the number, which she usually is the lead for, not Georgia. Um, before going on stage, she sees Allie in the house and tells Sean she wants her gone because Allie called her a drag queen. <laughs> and Sean goes, that can't be the first time that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Nikki goes on stage and tries to steal the show and she and Georgia kind of battle it out on stage for the rest of the number both looking crazy hot I love the lingerie they're wearing oh yeah meanwhile Allie watches as she waits tables and she fantasizes about being on stage and singing the song live and then we see a montage of Allie researching burlesque and memorizing the different dances while she works we see one of Nikki's numbers called Long John Blues. This is just a random bit of trivia here, but the vocal track that Nikki is lip syncing to, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Megan Mullally. No shit. Yeah. And now that you know that, you won't be able to unhear it. <laughs> it's like once you know, you're like, that's clearly Megan Mullally. And I was writing it down, so I remember to be like, yo! <laughs> Kristen Bell looks super hot. She, I love her with dark hair. Mm, me too. Um, she has on that amazing black sheer and lace bodysuit. She's dancing on a dentist chair. It's just, it all works. I don't um, like Juliana Huff as a redhead, though. No, I do. I, I, I thought you were going to say I don't like Juliana Huff, and I was going to be like, well, you know, that's valid. <laughs> no, that is that's that's the exact truth. I, for me, keep your mouth shut and wiggle your butt. I don't want to hear her sing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No one needs to hear that. Did you watch the Grease, the live Grease thing that she played Sandy in? No, because it was her. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, Rock of Ages fine. could have been an epic movie, but no. Nope. Oh, that was her. Mm-hmm. It's been a hot minute since I've watched that. Um, Nikki is seeing a business developer named Marcus. Marcus is trying to buy the club off of Tess. And Tess refuses, but her ex-husband Vince, I think his ex, right? They're split up. Yeah. Yeah. Her ex-husband Vince, played by Peter Gallagher, um, who... Captain McEyebrows. <laughs> Why do I have to be eyebrows? Um, he co-owns the club with her. He like implores her to sell because Tess owes the bank a bunch of money. And the bank is threatening to foreclose on the club. But Tess won't sell to Marcus. So one day, Allie suggests suggests to Tess that instead of lip syncing, what if the girls sing live? But Tess immediately shoots down the idea, saying no one comes there to hear the girls sing. Which is, you know, probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, what gets me about... I guess burlesque has evolved so much throughout the ages, but to me... This whole thing and like the whole pussycat doll aesthetic, because that's what this is based on, is not burlesque to me. No. Like, 
there's like one number we'll get well we'll talk about it when we get to it but there's like one number that's kind of quintessentially burlesque but eh, the rest of it's not really burlesque so I don't know if if they were, were strip stripping maybe a little bit more I could understand the whole well people are just here for TNA but yeah yeah, yeah I um Allie returns to her apartment where she discovers it has been broken into so she goes to Jack's place and she had been assuming that Jack was gay um but she finds out that he's straight and engaged and his fiance Natalie is an actress and is doing a play in New York so Allie's all flustered when she finds this out and she tries to leave but jack insists that she stay so she uh, starts staying with jack for a while sleeping on his couch so georgia julian huff's character um is pregnant so tess and sean hold auditions to replace her and after all the other dancers leave Allie gets on stage and begins to dance and tess stops her and she and Allie argue but Allie insists she knows every single number by heart. So T- Tess tells her to do the wagon wheel see. And sure enough, Allie knows it. So Tess begrudgingly hires Allie as George's replacement. She makes a good, she says something about Allie. Like backstage later with Sean about how she pulls focus and she doesn't blend in. Which I think is a really good, is the, is a perfect way to describe Christina Aguilera because she doesn't blend it. There's just, you just see her and she draws attention because she's so, I don't know. There's something about her. And it's not that she's any more beautiful than the other girls. They're all beautiful, but there is something about her that just like, she's like next door neighbor hot, but also exotic. Yeah. She's, she's interesting. And Allie is obviously happy to join the burlesque troupe. um, But she's a little mopey because she gets left out by the other dancers. They like, go out after work together and don't invite her, you know, boohoo. Um, one evening after she gets uh, left out, she has a bonding moment with Tess over makeup. We find out Allie's mom died when she was young. So Tess tells her about learning makeup from her mom. And it's a sweet little moment. Jack gets a call from his fiance telling him she will be out of town longer than she thought. And so he's going to need help with rent. So he asks Allie to stay and contribute, but she says only if she gets the bedroom instead of the couch. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about Jack's apartment? Because it is so cool. It is very cool. It's not very big, but... No, but for an apartment in Los Angeles, it's pretty dope. Was it... The only thing I... I don't know why I even think about shit like this. But <laughs> did you have to go through the bedroom to get to the bathroom? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that would suck. That would I suck. Have to fight for the bathroom. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> now we're starting to get into part of my notes where, like, they're just like briefer and briefer because we're rolling into like the hour and a half mark, and I'm just like, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nikki shows up to work one night, drunker than usual. The test tells her to go home. And tells Allie to perform in Nikki's spot for the next number. And instead of leaving, Nikki goes to the sound booth, tricks the sound guy into leaving, and she cuts the music halfway through the number. So Tess starts to lower the curtain, but before it comes down, Allie starts to sing. And of course, it's amazing. <laughs> and the band joins in, and they perform the rest of the number to uproarious applause. 
What's the song? Uh, gonna cheat and look. <laughs> mm, tough lover. Tough lover. Yeah. Right. Um. Tess is shocked by Allie's talent, and tells everyone to come in early tomorrow to rehearse because Tess is going to rebuild the entire show around Allie. Which, if you were one of those dancers. <laughs> <laughs> My ass would be chapped. I'm not oh, gonna lie. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure nobody, I mean, obviously nobody sings like that. But I'm sure some of them could at least give it a go. Oh, yeah. Um, And to, like, have to relearn all these, relearn everything just to, oh, God, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, Marcus, the guy who wants to buy the club, hits on Allie and they become friends. And Jack is obviously jealous, and Sean tells him he should dump his asshole fiancé and go after Allie. But he doesn't at first. Because we have to have sexual tension for the whole movie. Yeah, we gotta pretend like we do. (laughs) You're you're right, they have no chemistry at all. They don't, and that's so much of the fucking movie. Are they going to, or are they not going? Move on. (laughs) Go back to the naked girls. Yeah, we want a t-shirt. <laughs> oh god. Um, what do you think about Marcus? Oh, Eric Dane is hot enough, and I. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she has more chemistry with Marcus than she does Jack. Yes, absolutely. But he's just I don't know. Like, I always thought that like McSteamy was like McSnoozy. But... <laughs> The last ship, like Tom Chandler of the Nathan James saving the world from pandemic. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like two hundred and thirty pounds of. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never seen anything else I liked him in. I'm just like meh. What else has he been in? Uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we see Allie's first number as the headliner of the show, a song called I Am A Good Girl. It's catchy, and she looks super cute in that short little bob wig. That she's the reason why I make you buy me bob wigs. (laughs) It is so hot on her. Mm -hmm. I think it's because she's got such a pronounced nose, like it just balances everything out, takes the attention away. Oh. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um. For listeners who don't know, every holiday I buy Lacey a wig. She's getting quite a collection now. <laughs> that might be a problem here in a few years, but now. I mean, hell, a few years, a few months, whenever you get your presents from mom, because you got three more coming from her. I can't wait. <laughs> um, we also see the number, A Guy What Takes His Time, which is my favorite of the whole movie. For two reasons. One, I like the song itself, but two... It's the one, this number I was talking about when I say I think the performance is the most traditionally burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, it has feathered fans and a strip tease, and it's just really flirty and sexy, and I dig it. I love the little pearl outfit. Oh, oh the pearl outfit is a fucking amazing. Um, Marcus takes Allie to a party. He pretends he's like, oh, there's just this, this party that I need to go to, and she gets there, and it's his party. <laughs> what a douche. He's such a douche. Um, but while she's there, she learns about air rights, which I'm still a little unclear on. Me I, too. 
<laughs> kind of unclear how that works, but basically it's like the idea of in in addition to actual land real estate, you can buy air rights, which is like the right to build upward into a space. So for like skyscrapers and stuff. Um, while she's at the party, she sees this amazing pair of Louboutins. And the next day when she comes to the club, Marcus has bought her a pair and left them there for her. Um, they look super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about that shoe that I would wear. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but... They're very spangly. They look like they would hurt just to touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we get a montage of Allie spending time with Marcus and Jack being jealous and the club drawing bigger crowds. Um, despite the success, though, Tess still owes the bank money. Um, and Tess tries to warn Allie about Marcus, but she just brushes it off. I think the only the only reason I don't like Marcus is because he's at the beginning, he was with Nikki. Right. If he had just been like happened to see Allie and like happened to be interested in the club. Like he's not a bad guy for wanting to buy the club. It's his business. But the fact that he kind of like blew off Nikki to be with Allie is it's got me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Allie just doesn't pay any attention to Tess. And then we get Cher's second number. Um, what is it? You ain't seen the last of me or something like that. Like last one standing, maybe. What's it called? Yeah, you haven't seen the last of me. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's just this moody little ballad in the middle of nowhere um, that fits the movie well, but I can't imagine her performing it for the club. That would kind of be a buzzkill. <laughs> I never understood if if that was the goal or if it was like she was writing it for someone later. Maybe. Like for Allie to perform. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. That's a good thought. After... No, it was like her little funeral to herself. Basically. Oh, yeah, she probably was going to do it for, like, a closing. Yeah, like, you know, if this, if everything doesn't work out, this would be the last performance type. Yeah, that makes sense. After that number, she's leaving the club and Nikki confronts her. And she's, of course, drunk as always, but she's basically confronts Tess about choosing Allie over her. And Tess is like, well, if you weren't such a drunk piece of shit, then, you know, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, and then Nikki says that she slept with Vince. And so Tess <laughs> smashes her window. <laughs> Very quickly window. gets a tire iron out of her trunk <laughs> and smashes it. It's pretty badass. <laughs> Nikki's pulling it away and Tess is just like, wham! <laughs> she cracks, she's like drunk getting in her car. Nikki, please. Don't drive. Like, she says it one time. Right. Let's go. Yeah, it's a miracle that, like, the B story of this movie is Nikki dies in a car crash. Yeah. Um, Jack and Allie argue the next morning because Allie being out late and whatnot. Um, and so they end up, like, switching couches in the bedroom again. He starts staying in the bedroom again because she's out so much that he she comes home late from being with Marcus and just crashes on the couch. Um, we see George's wedding, her shotgun wedding. Um, and during the wedding, Jack is arguing with his fiance on the phone. And, uh, Allie and Jack go home that night drunk. And they finally hook up. 
And Jack did that thing that guys do where they'll like, in their head, they're broken up, but they're not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> that like Ross Geller bullshit where it's like you're not really broken up <laughs> like those words weren't said <laughs> but they hook up anyway whatever um, like Lacey said there's no chemistry there's very low stakes you're just like oh okay well they're fucking now neat <laughs> we see the number bound to you which is like a um, a what's the word Ballad. Yep, ballad. Yeah. Um, in fact, earlier in the movie, there's a point where you see, because Jack composes music and plays piano, and he's playing on the piano, and this is actually what he was playing in an earlier scene, if you listen. Oh, I always wondered. I figured. But... This is very much the maybe this time moment. It's like shot for shot, basically a remake of maybe this time from Cabaret. Take him like 15 minutes to write this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jack's fiance shows back up, and it's Quinn from Glee. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a very odd, weird little cameo. Like, Diane Argon's not a huge star, but she's bigger, big enough to have a bigger part than this. Um, but they all get into a big fight, and blah, blah, and so Allie leaves. And um, she goes to Sean's house, <laughs> where she finds Mark who was the DJ of at George's wedding. Um, which is weird because the way the love scene is laid over with bound to you, it makes it seem like time passes, but is it just literally the next morning? I thought it was the next morning. It must be anyway. Um, yeah. Cause they're all drunk laying in bed and then the girlfriend comes in and he's yeah. the one that'd be like, Allie, you need to go. And I'd be like, screw you. I ain't coming back then. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, Sean is still asleep at his house, and Mark answers the door. And like, Sean and Mark don't know each other's names. <laughs> like, I he thinks Sean. <laughs> and he calls Mark Mike, and it's just, I mean, it's, it ain't that far from reality, but you know. Um, at least we see Sean's getting some dick. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus calls and invites Allie out to dinner. So she leaves with Marcus and or at least leaves to meet up with Marcus and Jack shows up to Sean's looking for her and he's like, nope, too late. You missed her. Um, we see Tess freaking out about not getting a loan from the bank. Her and Sean argue about it. Um, and Sean basically just like negs her into getting enough <laughs> what, what am I thinking of? You're like next her psychology sir. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, until she's like, I'm gonna fight for this club, blah blah blah. Thought I lost um, you for a minute. <laughs> and Allie is with Marcus and she sees the model for the skyscraper that Marcus wants to build in place of the lounge. So and then next door, like across the street from where the club is, they're building these huge um, condominiums that are going to be really expensive because they have a great view of the ocean from over the club. But if Marcus were to buy the club or if 
Tess were to lose the club to the bank and then Marcus buy the that space, that view would be gone because he's building a skyscraper in its place. So she goes, so Tess, Allie gives all this information to Tess. Tess and Allie go to the guys who are bought, who are building the condominium and are like, we're going, we want to sell you the air rights, the space above our club so that you can still, you know, charge a million dollars per condo because you'll have an ocean view. So they get the money to pay back the bank by getting money from the condominiums across the street. <laughs> I pulled all that out of my ass too. I didn't write all I wrote in my notes was air rights. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered. Okay. Um, so Tess has the money to pay the bank and she also buys out Vince, so the club is completely hers. Um Nikki comes back and apologizes and says that she never slept with Vince. Um, so Nikki gets her job back and her and Tess are good. Um, Jack apologizes to Allie and they get back together. And then the final number of the show or of the movie is um, show me how you burlesque, which I think we're to infer was written by Jack. Right? Oh really? Oh, I think. pretty sure. It's supposed That's to be my like favorite one though. Oh well, there you go. Hey, um, you did something right. <laughs> Brava! <laughs> oh goodness! I just love the like the white hands on the butt, on her outfit, mm-hmm. and the hair, and all that. The funniest thing about burlesque is the awards around burlesque (laughs) because it was like critically panned it didn't do well Mm -hmm. critically critically and yet it got like nominated for a bunch of awards and everyone was like why the hell like like golden globe for best motion picture musical or comedy Uh... um and yeah yeah and it won the golden globe for best original song for you haven't seen the last of me performed oh well yeah of course yeah uh bound to you was nominated too it 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 lost to the other song but like now meanwhile it's also nominated for like golden raspberry awards (laughs) that same season um christina won an award from like msn entertainment that was like best attempt at acting (laughs) an attempt was made an attempt was made um it won a new now next award it like it's just i mean most of the awards it won was for their was for the music but woof um now the rumor is that a bunch of um, Golden Globe voters were gifted like free tickets to see Cher in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it got its nominations. She's like, look, if my name has to be attached to this shit, can we please help yeah. it out? Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, this I found interesting. This I'm just going to read straight from the... Um, Wikipedia so I don't get any, any of this information wrong but I thought it was interesting. The burlesque stage musical 
was supposed to open at the Paper Mill Playhouse, New Jersey, in autumn of 2020, followed by a Broadway theater adaptation. But the plans were canceled due to COVID. Yeah, bastard Rona. Yeah. wonder how that would have went. I don't know. I mean, it would have been interesting, I guess. As long as you've got the mirrors on stage, that's my favorite thing. The one where they're, like, in front of the mirror, and then they go behind it, and then they come out in a different <laughs> panel. I'm like, magical! <laughs> In a 2020 interview, um, the director revealed a hybrid television event slash series based on the movie was under development. No. No. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. This movie is 11 years old and still it's getting all this stuff. I mean, okay, maybe. Maybe if you get a bunch of, a new group of good looking people that can also like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't oh, I'm give sure it a second chance. New writing, new people. Yeah. In 2019, you're not going to know who these people are because you just now got into um, into RuPaul's Drag Star Grace. But I didn't know this. Um, in 2019, a full-length burlesque tour based on the movie embarked, including a Brit- at British venues. It starred Farrah Moan as Allie Rose. Farrah's looks a lot like Christina. Um... And her whole aesthetic is very like burlesque, old school burlesque. And Chad Michaels as Tess Scully. Um, oh. I want you to Google Chad Michaels. One moment. Why does that name sound familiar? Maybe I'm sure Jeremy. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> the lady. Looks like the lady. He sure does. Oh my god. Chad was in season I can't remember. Either either season two or three. Um or four. I'm on four. I, in... No, I'm on five. I don't know. He was in one in an early season, but he lost, but then he won the first um all-star season holy shit mm-hmm. yeah so that'd been cool i would see a, a stage show of this with pheromone and chad michaels i'd be dope yeah, yeah. you can't see Cher, man see chad michaels next best thing shit i've seen Cher. <laughs> i've I seen Cher live Cher. i've seen david Bowie. <laughs> Why we went to see Cher when I was like pretty young. Why didn't you go? Do you know? Do you remember? Ask your mother. I don't <laughs> know. Like, you guys, or I know you went. That was something different. But you went to see Britney Spears. I don't give a fuck about that. I really wouldn't have even cared about David Bowie so much. But Cher, <laughs> talk about making a Sophie's choice. I got two tickets. I guess I'll go. <laughs> I'd have been old enough to take you my fucking self, mom. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you guys went to see Def Leppard without me. I wasn't allowed to go. When you went with yeah. you guys go with Casey? Really? Would you have wanted to? Yes. Oh, sad. Yeah, see? Still. <laughs> and I went to see Britney Spears with Lena Chapin. I didn't yes, have any fan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, so yeah. Nope. I just saw a, a quote from Lou Lumnick of the New York Post said, Aguilera can dance like nobody's business, but her acting debut isn't going to keep Anne Hathaway awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think that's unfair because I don't think she did have a lot to work with. No. But in the moments when they needed her to shine, she did. Yeah. I, um, while I was waiting, <laughs> Lacey and I were supposed to start recording at noon and she'd got sidetracked. Um, I got a message. I got a message at noon that was, she's like, it's noon. Here's <laughs> my finger up my nose. <laughs> but while I was waiting for Lacey, I was on YouTube and I watched, um, Christina perform, um, on Dancing with the Stars. She performed uh, This is How You Burlesque or whatever that last number is called. And man, she looked rough. Really? I don't know. She, yeah, she looked a little pregnant. I'm not sure if she was. She looked a little pregnant. Her hair was fucked. Like, her hair looked awful. But I guess a bunch of the girls, um, including Julianne Huff, there was a couple different girls from Dancing with the Stars that was in that movie. So I wonder if any of them were from the movie and then back in that performance. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's another thing I love about Christina Aguilera too is like depending on any given year because it fluctuates but sometimes she looks like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Like who's had babies and like has a human body. Oh that's Sam's favorite. He's like nom nom nom. <laughs> Christina but <laughs> she does. She after she has a kid there's booty. Mm-hmm. Oh God bless her. Isn't it bizarre to think this is Cher's first musical? Very. Bizarre. I don't know. She always kind of did her own thing, it seemed like. Yeah. Might have to have a little Cher fest. Watch a bunch of Cher movies. Of course, the Cher movie that I wanted us to do is not available anywhere anymore. Well, I figured I'd like maybe just buy a couple copies. Like, buy us each a copy. Of Mermaid? Yeah. That would be dope. There for the longest time, it was on something. I know, and then I, I thought, hey, I should do it for the podcast, so it disappeared. <laughs> Every time. Every time. And Showgirls was on HBO, and I was like, I'm going to make Julie and Heather watch Showgirls, because they've never seen it before, and it'll be really funny to hear their reaction. And is it on there anymore? No! It's not available <laughs> anywhere anymore. Oh, God, I watched that not very long ago myself. Eek. The movie's so terrible, I love it so much. <laughs> Everybody got AIDS and shit. <laughs> That's an actual line from that movie. Everybody's got AIDS and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, for a two-hour-long movie, like I said, it it's just a series of musical numbers set to montages, and not much happens. Um, what else have you have you been watching lately? Been good? No. Reruns. <laughs> Peacock. I'll just turn on the Saturday Night Live channel and let it run for like an hour. It's a good call. I mean, they have all kinds of channels on there that you can just let it go. Pretty much <laughs> anything NBC this last couple weeks. I'm trying to think. I don't even know if we watched any movies. The girls and I were FaceTiming the other day and we all wanted to watch a movie together. 
And I was like, oh, away we go is on Peacock. And they're both like, oh, we have it on DVD. I was like, well, I can't watch it with you if you have it on DVD because I have commercials. So <laughs> I, <bought it. laughs> I just bought it on Amazon. I'm like, there, now we all have it. <laughs> so we can watch it at the same time. John Krasinski. Oh, man. He's so cute in that movie. I really don't think I've watched anything new. I've added all kinds of stuff to my list, but now the Muppets are on there, so, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll be binging some of that this week. I was watching some. I was I was like, this is like some weird like fever dream or something as I was falling asleep. <laughs> I just remember there was like four giant dudes dressed up like gingerbread men <laughs> dancing to a song because I had it turned down too low. I couldn't really hear, but I was like, what in the fuck is going on? Because they were like real bad suits too. Just like one of those things like they put this sketch together in like an hour and a half. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, man. I, there's so many episodes I haven't seen. Because it hasn't been on syndication on anything in a long time. And so for the longest time, the only episodes I've seen were the ones released on DVD. Mm-hmm. And even those col- collections, a lot of times, were just like best of. So, Yeah, the first season, we have it on DVD and we have for a long time. But it literally has like no one you've ever heard of. <laughs> or at least nobody born in the last 30 years has ever heard of. Right. But the the further you get, it's quite the opposite than anything else. Like, the further you get into the series, the better they are. Yeah. <laughs> Love us some Muppets. Oh, well, any final thoughts on burlesque or anything else? Mm, nope. Nope. If, you're go- if you really want to enjoy it the best, I say watch it in surround sound. Yeah, I had to watch it, like... Ha- almost down to mute because mom was working. <laughs> so when oh, you said you were watching no, Instagram sound, I was like, oh, Dennis. Got all kinds of drum thumping. I loved it. <laughs> um, Where can people find you online, Lacey? TikTok, Lace Mason. No. Am I Lace Mason on TikTok? Yes. Lace Mason on TikTok, Lace Mason on Instagram, Lacey Mason on Facebook. Awesome. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at weirdos underscore pod. Um, if you go to any of those places, you, you can pretty find me pretty easily as well. If you want to follow me specifically, um, feel free to shoot the shoot us an email at wearetheweirdospodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast with a donation, please head over to the anchor.fm page linked in the episode description. You can sign up for a monthly patronage or a one-time donation. Um, any little bit helps because I, I, I need I need the help. <laughs> if you can't donate, you can still help the podcast by sharing the show with your uh, friends and followers. Every share helps tremendously. So thank you all again for listening. Thank you, Lacey, for joining me. Thanks. If you guys have a copy of Mermaid, send it to her. Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, we are the Weirdos, mister.